The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Emma Shagormley. We are two best friends with one common obsession. Beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We tried it all and we've got your back. We'll be calling on all our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. Consider us your beauty 411 and sometimes your 911. From how to fix brassy hair to the pros and cons of laser facials and always with a cocktail in hand. Always. So be prepared to be obsessed. Check out Lipstick on the Rim wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Mariana, and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I've got Cami Crawford. She is many things. She is a TV host. She's the co-host on MTV's Catfish. She's a former Miss Teen USA. She is a podcast host, and she has some really exciting news to share with us, which I am so proud of her. And it really leads to what I wanted to talk about in this episode, which was confidence. She is like the queen of being confident. And I just was like, how? How can we get some of this confidence in our lives? Because she does so much of this from living her life online, on TV shows, and then in a magazine very, very soon. So I wanted to hear from her. And then also she talks a lot about like destiny and how she was called to do certain things in her life and how she just went for it. And I love hearing that because it was something that I just felt in my own self too. So if you feel that for yourself, hopefully this episode is helpful. And before we get into it, don't forget Summer Fridays had a brand new product we launched a few weeks ago. It is our Dream Oasis. It's a deep hydrating serum. It's so incredible, especially this time of year as like we start to go into like some warmer weather. I was on vacation in Hawaii and my skin just felt so dry and dehydrated. Immediately after I washed my face, I put it on. I was like, oh, like it quenched my thirst. It quenched the thirst of my skin, how dehydrated it was feeling. It just felt so good. I use it before I applied moisturizer and my sunscreen. It's amazing. Anyway, it's available now at summerfridays.com and at Sephora. And don't forget, I've got new episodes every Tuesday. Now let's hear from Cami. Okay. So before we get into the episode, I feel like you have really big news and you are a Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue rookie this year. Yes. I'm so excited. God, this is so incredible because I am the girl that grew up every year. I would wait for the magazine. I would go buy it. I would look through. I love it. And then not only did I grow up loving it, but I love how they've evolved the brand over the last few years and all the types of women that they include. And it's really different now than when I was growing up. Oh, it's completely different than when we were growing up. Like now you can actually open up the magazine and see your friends and see, you know, your coworkers and like people who look like you. So it's not just this totally unattainable, you know, vision of of what a woman is supposed to look like. There's so many different kinds of people in it now. It's so diverse and beautiful. And I'm just honored to even be a part of it. I'm still, it hasn't even hit me yet. It has not. I have chills, like literally have chills on my arms, like just thinking (laughs) about you in it. And like how when I was younger, I wish that I could have seen like more diversity in the issues. And I'm so glad that they're doing it now. Yeah. So how did this even happen? I literally have no idea. Um, I I got a, a text from my modeling agent who I haven't been modeling in a few years because I've been, you know, focusing on catfish and like working, doing TV stuff. And he was like, Hey, like, are you interested in talking to Sports Illustrated? Like, I think that they want to have like an intro meeting with you to get to know you. And I'm like, am I interested? Like, absolutely. Like, set up the call right now. Like, we can have the call right now. And I get on this meeting with uh, the editor of Sports Illustrated Swim, who's MJ, who is like incredible. And she's the reason why we see the diversity that we see now, because she's such like a huge advocate for that. And Joe, who's also on the team. And 
the whole time, like it was like an hour long Zoom. We were just like shooting the shit and having regular conversation. And towards the end, MJ was like, yeah, so we're so excited to have you as a rookie this year, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, (laughs) yeah, it didn't register. I was like, yeah, like, I I hope we can work together soon. Like, that, that would be awesome. And then she said it again. And she was just like, we're just so happy to have you a part of this. I feel like your message is going to reach so many people. And I was like, I'm sorry, can we, what? (laughs) I was like, what are you, what do you mean? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? And, um, they were like, wait, you didn't know? Like, it's not like, this isn't like a, no, like you're in, you're going to be in the magazine. Like we're, we're trying to plan a shoot with you. And I was so stunned. I couldn't even speak. Like, you know, the TikTok that says the woman was too stunned to speak. That's, yeah. That was me. That oh was Oh my me. gosh. Okay. So now you've had your shoot for it. Yes. Were you like, how much time did you have to prepare? What did you do for it? I really didn't have to prepare all that much just because like I started my fitness journey a year ago and it's just been like a part of my life. So this couldn't have come at better timing because I, I felt so just like solid and good physically, but then also, you know, mentally and emotionally, like I just feel like this is the perfect timing for this to be happening. But of course, you know, nobody goes in a Sports Illustrated swim and like doesn't want to look their best. So, you know, I got my lashes done. I got my nails done. I did all my normal things that I would do anyways, but I had to film catfish for the whole week up until the shoot. So I was in a completely different mind frame. And then I came back home for one day with enough time to pack and head to St. Croix the next morning to go for my Sports Illustrated shoot. It was like the weirdest, (laughs) the weirdest, strangest difference in like, you know, t-shirt and jeans uh, with Neve catching catfish to being, you know, beachside half naked um, shooting for (laughs) the biggest photo shoot of my life. Well, between competing in pageants and then this, there's obviously like confidence that comes in being a bikini. And, you know, the season is coming up for so many of us and, you know, everyone feels a little bit insecure in their bathing suit, wherever they are. Any tips for people feeling more confident in their body and their swimsuits as we're like, you know, maybe not at a photo shoot, but just like living life. Yeah. I mean, I think that the number one tip is just to realize that nobody cares as much as you. So no one's noticing the things that you're noticing and everyone feels insecure about something regardless. Like even as confident as I felt at the Sports Illustrated shoot, there were still moments where I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I feel a little bloated or I feel a little this or a little that. Like everybody feels it. So just feeling the camaraderie of knowing that probably every other girl on the beach or at the pool feels the exact same way that you do can give you a little bit of peace, but you know, it's still not too late to, you know, meet those goals and try to, you know, get yourself in a a position that you want to be in. There's no rule that says that you have to be, you know, with a six pack poolside all summer, like nobody made that rule up we don't have to follow by that. I certainly don't. I do whatever I want and whatever feels best to me in that moment. And, you know, you only have one life and one body. So you might as well have a good time with it and not, you know, beat up on yourself so much. If there are things that you want to change, then go for it. But if you're happy as is, and you feel like you can still rock that bikini regardless, then do it. Like who cares? I'm such a who cares kind of person. There's not much that I can say that like, oh, this person makes me feel X, Y, and Z. No, like I'm in control of how I feel about myself. And if I want to change something, then that's what I'll do. And if not, then I'm just going to keep living my life. I love that. And when can we pick up the issue? It's going to come out in May, I believe. So I'm like, I, I think I'll it'll hit me when I see it. 
But up until then, I'm still in disbelief. Let's take a quick break because I am always buying things for my house, for my laundry, to do my dishes, for things to use around the home. But did you know that only 9% of plastic actually gets recycled no matter how much you put into a recycling bin? At Grove Collaborative, they believe that it's time to ditch single-use plastics for good. So if you guys haven't heard of them, Grove carries hundreds of products aimed at replacing single-use plastics across your home and personal care routine. And by 2025, Grove will be 100% plastic-free. They've got things like Grove Co's concentrated cleaners and refillable glass bottles. They're friendlier to the planet and twice as effective as leading natural brands. So switching to sustainable products for every room in your home from laundry care to soaps and more, Grove Co has you covered with safe formulas and refillable packaging that never compromises on performance. So a really good thing to do is just like think about the things you use every day in your house. And that's what I started to do. Okay, it's like, what do the things that I use all the time? What can I do better at? What can I replace? And paper towels is just one of those things you always have like using in your house. And you have all the time and they actually have a tray free two ply paper towel. It's 100% bamboo. And not only is it made from sustainable bamboo fibers, but with every purchase, you help replant American forest land, which I love that I'm shopping and that it's actually giving back to something great. Join over 2 million households already shopping sustainably at Grove. Go to grove.com slash Mariana today to get a free gift set worth up to $50 with your first order. Plus shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at grove.com slash Mariana, grove.com slash Mariana. Now let's get back to the episode. So I know we talked about that you are really big on following the signs. So what are some times or moments in your life where you like felt really called to something? Ooh, oh, when I moved to LA. 1,000%. Yes. What did make you want to make the move to LA after being in New York and having success there? I was in New York for eight years and trying to be a TV host in New York is like trying to be a TV host in LA. It's just, it's just so hard. You know, it's like, it's, it's work. Like it takes work. And I was in New York and it seemed like everything that I wanted to do in TV was like leading me more towards journalism and like reporting for news. And I was like, this is not my lane. Like I want to be in something fun. I want to do entertainment. At the time I was like, my dream was, I just want to be on E! News. Like that's all I want. And I knew it wasn't going to happen for me in New York. So I was like, I need to either make a shift or I need to just quit altogether, which was like, that was actually looking like my trajectory. Like I was really thinking about quitting. That's Um, scary. (laughs) Yeah. It was very scary, but I had just turned 25 and I was like having my quarter century life crisis of like, what am I doing with my life? And I was like started to look for nine to five jobs at like magazines because I was like, I just need to probably change. Like I'm never going to be on TV. Like, what am I thinking? And it was it was like really getting to that point. I'm glad that I didn't, but I was stressed. I was stressed. And so I was like, you know what I'm going to do in the middle of all this stress? I'm going to move to LA <laughs> wow. across the country and I'm going to make this happen. But the reason why it ended up being such a crazy spiritual experience is because, so my mom moved to LA when she was 25. She had always wanted to live in LA. She's born and raised in Montego Bay, Jamaica. And when she immigrated to the United States, she moved to Cleveland, Ohio, which is like the last place that any Jamaican is ever going to after leaving Jamaica. And the whole time she was in Ohio, she was like, I just want to be in LA. That's all she ever wanted. She turns 25. She moves to LA. Shortly after she moved, she found out she was pregnant with me. And she was like, okay, I can't be in LA, like just me and my sister by myself. Like I need help. I need my mom. So she ended up moving back to Cleveland, Ohio. And that's where she had me. And I, at the same time at 25 was like having this call to move to LA, like the same age as my mom back in the day. Luckily 
thankfully at the time and now currently not pregnant. So that's good. But like, I was like, it's so weird that, that I did it. And it was like what she always wanted to do. And she said, as soon as I moved here, she was like, you're living out my dream. Like you're, you're doing what I always wanted to do. I think our moms are the same because my mom immigrated to the U S from Vietnam during the end of the Vietnam war. She ended up in West Virginia first. Then she moved to Ohio, which is where she went to college. Didn't know a soul or anybody there. Then she moved to California when she was in her twenties and she was working a retail job after school. She met my dad on a blind date. They ended up getting married and here I am. And (laughs) so now she's like, oh my gosh, you are back here living in the same place that I did when I was your age. And she was like, our lives literally just like mirror each other. You were telling the story and I was like, are our moms the same person? Yeah, they are. They are. (laughs) My mom literally always says the same thing. And there's a book that's actually coming out that's really interesting. It's in a few months. There's, you read this book in five years by Rebecca Serrell. She has a new book coming out. It's called One Italian Summer. And it's about like this mother and daughter journey and like, they're like mirrored timelines. Anyway, it comes out in a few months. I got an early copy of it. It's amazing, but I feel like you need to buy your mom a copy of this book and you both need to read it. Yeah, no, clearly. It was just, it's such a weird experience because, you know, we think about our parents and I I guess we don't really think that they had lives before we came into the picture. We're no. like, you, I am your life. Like, what yeah. do you mean you had a life before this? There's no way. And it's crazy to think like, I, I can't imagine not having been able to live out this dream or like not being able to, you know, fully fulfill all of my goals that I, that I've had in my twenties so far. So, you know, I, I, not that I feel bad for her. She's very happy. She lives a beautiful life. She loves the fact that I'm doing what she wished that she could have done at the time. Yeah. I was going to ask because she went through this path when you decided to come here, was she supportive of you doing it because she kind of gone through it? Or was she like, no, I don't think this is for you. My mom is supportive of literally anything that I do. Even when she listens to my podcast or like, here's the things like she listens to all of my episodes, even the ones about sex. Like she listens to everything. And she's like, yep, I agree with all of that. Like, Please. You are too supportive. Like I need to (laughs) calm it down a little bit. So when you go in through scenarios like this and you just knew in your heart you were supposed to move here, how do you go with your gut and follow what you believe to be true, even if it's scary? You know, I, I truly am a person who believes that what is for me will never miss me. So I just have to follow the signs and like follow where my heart is leading me because for whatever reason, everything else in the universe and God, like they know best. Like, I don't always know best. I just have to kind of just let my journey go the way that it's going to go. But it's terrifying. Like, it's very, very scary. The move here was probably one of the scariest things that I've ever done in my life because I'm moving across the country. I loved New York. I never thought that I would ever leave leave New York. I was like, why would I ever live in LA? When people would suggest it, I'd be like, ew, no. Because I was just so anti. And, you know, New Yorkers, we're, we're bred to be anti-LA just naturally. And then when I came out here, it was like, I I had to start my life. Like I had to start my life and and that was scary. And, you know, luckily at the time when I moved here almost four years ago now, I was with my now ex-boyfriend. And so we had each other, but like even the transition of not having him anymore and like having to figure out that part of life is like, I know it's going to work out, but it is scary. Like it's scary to make those jumps, but I feel like when you do make those jumps and you make those like leaps of faith is when the true magic happens and you have to just, you have to let go to be able to receive that, that newness. Definitely. And you were saying how your mom is really supportive, but sometimes when we make these really big life decisions, the people in our life sometimes aren't so supportive. So how do you handle either critics or your friends not believing in you when you want to take a big leap of faith like that? I'm so headstrong that 
like even my family is like, we we can't tell you anything about anything because you're going to do what you want to do anyway. But like, here's what we here's what we think. But I remember like, even when I wanted to pursue TV full time, like my parents were very supportive, but my dad, you know, he came from nothing and he built himself up to being a very, very successful executive and telling him that I was going to quit a traditional life path and go to something in entertainment. He was like, what? Like, what do you, what do you mean? And he was like, I believe in you, but like, really? Like, you think you're just going to become like the host of a major show? Like, maybe you should think about going back to Ohio where, by the way, I, I was born in Cleveland, Ohio. I moved out when I was five. So we moved to Chicago and then we moved to Maryland. So like we moved around a lot, but I haven't been back to Ohio since I was five. And he was like, maybe you might want to think about moving in with your grandma in Ohio and like trying to start your TV career there in like some local station. I was like, what? Like, I was like, no, like, that's not, that's not my path. I was like, I'm destined for big things. And he's like, yeah, I believe in you, but like most hosts have to start small and like, you have to work your way up. And I was like, well, you know what? That's cool for some people, but like, I'm going to aim big and just see like where it lands. So we are, I think we are the same. Our parents sound the same and the feelings are the same, literally of like what we wanted to do because ever since I was little, I had this feeling that I was born destined for greatness. And like what you just said about that feeling, it's just like a gut feeling that you had, that I had, that it's like this driving force in our life that we're going to make whatever possible. Even if people say it isn't possible, we're going to go after it. We're going to follow the dream. We're going to move to New York. We're going to move to LA and like make it happen. And it's just like something that's inside of us. And I have never been able to explain it to people, but it's like one of those things, like if you know, you know, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's our Libra placements. Um, (laughs) Because I was just talking to another Libra earlier on my podcast and she was saying the same thing that she feels like she's destined for greatness. I'm like, because you're a Libra. (laughs) Yeah, There's just like something in me that I always felt like even when my parents said, okay, this dream isn't possible. Like these things, this is not reality of like how the world works. And I was like, I know I can make it happen. And I didn't have the fear. Like I could feel fear when I was doing something, but I just didn't let it hold me back from like pursuing the things I wanted in my life. Yeah. I think we also have to remember the generation that our parents are from. It's like, it is impossible for them like to think that or to, to envision Mm -hmm. something like that or how to even make something like that happen. So like, I try to be like, okay, like I I get what you're saying. And like, yes, you know, you want to be cautiously optimistic, I guess. But at the same time, we know how it, how life is today. And like, you can literally become famous in a second from a, a, 20 second video, like anything can happen. It's insane. Life is so different from when they were growing up. So, you know, we respect them and their opinions, but you know, sorry, got to throw that out sometimes because you got to live your life. Okay. So I want to stop and talk to you guys for a few minutes about some spring trends. I'm so excited because I've been doing a lot of shopping and there are some trends that I'm loving, some that I've already like been incorporating into my wardrobe and some that like these are new things I want to try and explore. I'm trying to get out of my usual neutrals and like, you know, my chic stuff that I usually like, but I'm trying to like be more fun, especially with this new season. So I'm going to share with you guys some of the trends that I'm into. The first is cutouts and I'm loving all of these different like dresses and bodysuits and tops with different like kind of unique cutouts, whether they are like across the shoulder or along the waistline and it's such a fun way to incorporate these in spring. So the way that I've been liking to style this is with like a cutout bodysuit matched with like pants so I can mix and match the two pieces together. At Macy's, I found this one state dress. It is so cute. It's called the side cutout midi dress. It's actually on sale right now for $59 and it's got this really cute side cutout detail. There's also a bar three top that comes in four different colors and it's got a cutout in like the middle of the shirt. 
Something else I am loving for spring is this lime green color. I love the color right now. Like I'm very into incorporating it somehow into my wardrobe. There's also a bar three shirt. This one's on sale for $29. But if you're looking for shoes, I love shoes being like a pop of color. There's a metallic green pair by Nine West. They have a really cute ankle strap and it's a pointy toe shoe. Head over to Macy's.com slash own your style for more spring trends. And when you're a Macy's Star Rewards member, you'll earn rewards on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Head over to Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Now let's get back to the episode. One of the things that kind of started you down this path was winning Miss Teen USA. And I said it, we just did a podcast swap. I was on yours and I was saying how there's just like this star quality about you. And like, as soon as you see you, you're like, okay, you're the winner. Like, I don't even need you to like, I don't need to see you in your gown. I don't need to see anything. Like I could just tell (laughs) by just who you are. And there's just something about you. But I want to know, you know, obviously it's been a little bit since then, but what did you learn from that experience that has helped you to become the woman you are today? Ooh, I was just talking to somebody about this too. First of all, thank you. And I wish you were the judge of the pageant because then we wouldn't have had to have a pageant. I could have just won <laughs> and I wouldn't have had to go through the process. But um, I was talking to somebody else about this because I had kind of, it, it took me a while to actually own the pageant aspect of my life. Because as you know, like people look down on pageant girls all the time. Like people have their own opinions about pageantry. And it's rare that you come across people who are like, oh, that's like really, really cool. At least at the time when I was trying to become like a serious TV host or a journalist or whatever I thought I was going to do, I was afraid to kind of lead with that or mention it because I didn't want it to make me seem like I wasn't serious in some kind of way, as if that wasn't a very serious part of my life that took a lot of time and effort and dedication. And they were telling me, because they're a fan of pageant girls, they were like, what I have found from pageant girls is that you guys are so business oriented and like, you really know what it is that you want and how to achieve it. You know how to, you know, kind of like network your way around and you have this like charm and quality about yourself and like getting to know people. And that's something to be admired. And what I've taken from my pageant experience is that truly being a beauty queen taught me how to pack a suitcase. Like it taught me how to pack, like how to really like pack with a purpose instead of packing like five suitcases, which for Catfish, you know, I'm known for having the biggest suitcase basically on set. And Eve travels with like a backpack and I have a big, you know, medium-sized suitcase. But that's because I like to have options and shoes. But, you know, I learned how to be kind of just more of like an adult and like a businesswoman, like a young businesswoman. I won the pageant. I was 17. And, you know, it, it taught me a lot about like how to work with difficult people also. And like people who aren't always going to be nice to you and think that the sun shines out of your ass every day. Like that takes <laughs> time too. Because it really is an adult job for somebody who is a the end of their teens. Like it's a serious, it's a serious commitment that you have to do. And then all of a sudden you're thrown into having a really busy schedule and appearances. And it's not as easy as I think people think, and even the competitive part of it. And there's so much that you could learn from it. And I think stage presence and interviewing skills and public speaking skills are all skills that you use today in your career. Oh, 1000%. And just like the listening aspect of it, because you know, as a as a pageant girl, as Miss Teen USA, I was working with Miss USA and Miss Universe for a year in New York. And we we do a lot, a lot of everything, whether it's traveling or, you know, working with charitable alliances or going to galas. Like you have to mingle with everyone. You're mingling with, you know, young at-risk youth at a, you know, homeless shelter one day and then, or in the morning. And then at night, you're going to a gala with some of the richest people in New York City. And it's like, how do you maintain, you know, yourself and what you're about and also 
get to know people who are on different levels of life, I guess, or, you know, going through different experiences. And it's, it's definitely not easy. It definitely took a huge like toll on me in a lot of ways, but I think that in every way it made me who I am now. It's hard because I think part of the things people don't see about pageant, so maybe they don't realize is you're basically opening yourself up to be judged. And yeah. like none of us like being judged, but you're literally scored. And yeah. then there's like crazy fans who are just like critiquing mm-hmm. you. But that carries us on to being adults in the careers that we have today. And I think so many of us are dealing with, you know, people criticizing us or judging us. So as a young woman to now, how did you deal with people being maybe not kind and like being so harsh on you? Yeah, I mean, I think... I think it helped as far as like now I'm used to it now. Like once you can get through the crazy pageant fans, you can get through anything. So the things that I heard then I got death threats. I got a ton of crazy stuff uh, at that time because I was the first black Miss Teen USA in a decade. And, you know, it was it was different for some people who don't think that black women should be in those kinds of roles. And I got all kinds of things from you, one because of affirmative action to, you know, whatever, everything under the sun, everything you could think of, I've already heard. So now if like some, you know, disgruntled catfish fan is like, I didn't like (laughs) your advice this week. I thought that you sounded stupid. Oh, okay, Like, that's nothing to me anymore. Mm -hmm. But it took me a while. It took me (laughs) a while to stop clapping back at people because, you know, I just feel like my Instagram in particular, Instagram and social media are the best. And like we just talked about networking on my podcast. So it's great for that. But I think it also can give people a false perception of like, this person isn't a human being. They're just something that I see when I scroll Mm -hmm. on my phone. And people think that they can say anything to you because you're not in front of their face. And I think of my Instagram as like my house. So if you come in my house and you take a shit on the floor, I'm kicking you out. Like you don't get to stay in my house anymore. So if you come on my Instagram and you leave a nasty comment, you're getting blocked. But I also might cuss you out. So it took me a while to get to the point where I'm just blocking and not cussing people out because it's very, very hard for me, especially since I can I come up with such good comebacks all the time. <laughs> I had to learn from like being bullied in, in middle school, the comebacks. So now they just come so easily. But I had to learn that like everything doesn't deserve your attention. And for the one negative comment, there are a thousand other positive people in the comments that are hyping you up. And like, why not give that energy to those people versus the one? Yeah, it's hard though. Like I feel like you could have a hundred nice comments and I'll read all of the nice ones. They're so amazing. And then one person just says something not so nice. And if you are somebody who leaves mean comments, like just go say it to your friend offline. Yeah, or like, yeah. Like, you don't need to comment on somebody else's thing. Even if you try to say it in a nice way, like, oh, I love you, but no, just don't even no. comment it. Because what happens too is I feel like what people do is they think they're trying to give you constructive criticism or like help you out, but they might just be pointing out something that you never thought was a flaw or something Mm -hmm. before. And then they're building this like insecurity for you. And so what to you might just be like some comment and then you forget about it and go on with your day. It could really, really stick with people. And I think you just have to be so mindful of like what you say to other people online and like what you comment and post and share. And so just don't be somebody who leaves a mean comment. Like don't don't be. Or just like, even like I've noticed, you know, different comments when it comes to women and people will comment on something like if you have, if your belly is protruding out even a half an inch larger than it normally does, you'll get a comment like, are you pregnant? 
And it's like, you don't know, first of all, stop asking people if they're pregnant, stop asking people when they're going to be pregnant, if they're going to get pregnant, if they're working on getting pregnant, you don't know what people are doing in their lives and what people are going through, whether it's fertility issues or, you know, whatever it could be. Like, you don't know what people are dealing with. So stop asking them, does somebody come? This is also what I think when you're working, say you have a nine to five job and you work at a desk. How do you feel if somebody, if I just came up to you at your desk and I was like, are you pregnant? (laughs) Right. Like what? Why are you asking people that? Like, did you gain weight? How did you feel if I just came up to you at your desk and asked you a crazy question like that? You wouldn't like it. It would throw your day off. It's the same thing for influencers and like people who are on the internet, celebrities. Like we, people see it. Stop asking people if they're pregnant. I know. I know. (laughs) It's such a weird thing, especially because the age I'm at now, I have so many friends who deal with actually trying to get pregnant or fertility Mm -hmm. issues, or they don't don't even want to get pregnant. And then hearing these comments from people, it's like, you really just don't know what people are going through. And even I think if you're just trying to be friendly and asking someone like, oh, when are you guys going to have kids? Like, Mm -hmm. even if you don't mean it in that type of way, now that I've gotten a little bit older, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely more mindful of it. And I didn't even realize before when I was maybe in my twenties, what I was asking. Yeah. What I thought just like being a good friend and like being curious is maybe not so polite. Yeah. No, it took me uh, definitely in my early 20s and like late teens. Like I remember I I still cringe. I am a person. I hold on to things for forever, especially like anything bad that I've ever done or like made somebody uncomfortable with. Like I don't have regrets in life, but I cringe at the moments when I was cringy. And like I think about this one particular person when I would always be like, oh, I can't wait for you to have babies. Like, why was I saying that? (laughs) Like, why are you saying that? Like, you can be excited for people after they tell you that they're pregnant, but you don't even know if people want to be pregnant. Right. Stop. It's so, it's so crazy. It's definitely a thing I, like, I realize now as I get older, but we all change and we learn. Yeah, exactly. Let's take a quick break to hear from Hum. You guys know, I think I talk about like vitamins and supplements all the time. And I really do believe like for me, self-care is taking care of my body inside and out. And not only is it taking care of myself every day through the things that I do, what I take, what I eat, how I take care of myself, but also when I need occasional things. So there might be just like everyday wellness things that I want every single day that I take day in, day out. And then there's things where I'm looking for either help with my hair or my skin or my gut, where those are like occasional things that I might need as needed. So if you guys don't know about HUM, HUM's nutrition is to help you look and feel your best with clean, clinically proven nutrients. And I was just saying how I like targeted solutions for things, whether I'm looking for help with clear skin, hydrated complexion, strong hair, healthy gut, consistent energy levels. They help with that, better sleep, and so much more. And all of their formulas are rooted in clinical research and their ingredients are carefully sourced and meticulously tested for purity and potency. There's a couple of things that I think you guys will love. One is hair sweet hair. I've talked about them before. These are tasty vegan gummies and it boosts the body's ability to maintain healthy hair, vibrant hair, and support hair growth, which you guys are always asking me for something to help with hair. Next is Daily Cleanse. It's a unique formula of detoxifying herbs and minerals and it helps to reduce breakouts and improve skin clarity. So if you guys don't know where to start or what to take, you guys can head to Hum Nutrition and take a three-minute quiz and Hum will match you with a registered dietitian and recommend a personalized supplement routine. If you want to try, get 20% off your first order of $39 or more with code Mariana, head to humnutrition.com and use code Mariana at checkout for your first order for 20% off. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay. So I want to talk to you about confidence a little bit because I feel like you are just so confident. It comes through in everything from the moment I saw you on stage to like just the way that you carry yourself now. So have you always felt this confident in yourself or like what, what kind of change for you where you kind of had that confidence to stop caring what others had to say? Definitely not always. When I was younger, when I was a kid and all the way up until 
middle school, I think until I was like 12 or 13, I cared so much about what everybody thought about me to the point where it didn't matter what I felt about myself. I got bullied a lot. And it was like a situation where every day I would come to school. I had these three main bullies in elementary school that like made my life hell just like for fun. And I would come to school. I have naturally curly hair. So I'd come to school with my hair curly. And like at the time it was really long. And like, I wish I never cut it or relaxed it or did any of the stupid stuff that I did to it at the time. But I would come through the door and they would be like, oh, your hair looks so much better when it's straight. I hate it when it's curly. It's so ugly. So I would go home and be like, mom, can you please like press my hair out? I need my hair straight. And she's like, okay. And then I would come to school with my hair straight and they would be like, oh, your hair is disgusting when it's straight. It's so much better curly. And it was like this constant like mind game of like, there was no right that could be done. And I lived like that for a really long time where I was just like, everybody else's opinion of me mattered more than my opinion of myself because I didn't even have an opinion of myself. And finally, it was eighth grade transitioning into high school. And I, I just literally made a decision. And it sounds easier said than done, but I was like, I am tired of feeling like this. I'm depressed. I'm 12. I'm depressed. <laughs> and like, I feel horribly about myself. I don't even like looking at myself in the mirror without critiquing every single little thing that's on me. I'm going to decide that I'm deciding how I feel about myself forever. And it was literally a decision that I made at, at 12, 13 years old. And I, that's how I decided to move about life. And it's just like, at that point, nobody could tell me anything about anything. Like, and oh. that's when I became the comeback queen. <laughs> also, kids are so mean. And it's yeah. like, like, I don't understand why kids are like this. I, there had a, something similar in middle school where a boy told me that I had hairy arms and I've been shaving my arms ever since. <gasps> it's like, I wonder if these kids, when they told you about your curly hair or like my arm hair, even remember now as adults that they ever said that to us. And it's like stuck with us for decades. And I just don't even, it's such a weird thing. Oh, no. Let me tell you. These three remember. I'm going to tell you exactly how I know. Do they? Oh, yeah. 1000%. And they did it on purpose. So I... (laughs) Yes, here's the tea. So I had a viral TikTok. What was it? Last year. And it was kind of like one of those stitch videos where it was like, tell me where you're at compared to where your bully's at. Mm -hmm. So I saw the stitch and I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. Like, I wonder where they're at now. So I go on their Facebook because that was the I mean, I don't know their Instagrams or anything like that, but I went on one of their Facebooks and I see that they are literally sharing videos of me on Facebook with each other being like, look at her. She thinks she's the shit. No. Yeah. Like videos of me, like the catfish, like uh, promo or something like that. And I was like, how does it feel that someone's been obsessed with you for so many years of their life? At this age, it feels incredible. (laughs) I'm like, this is the best. So I stitched, I, I made the stitch to the, to the video. And I was like, this is what this person's doing. This is what this person's doing. This is what this person's doing. One of them is in like a pyramid scheme. So I'm like, okay, good for you, sis. <laughs> and this is what I'm doing. And like the fact that you're still talking about me, this was from the third grade. The fact that you're still talking about me from the third grade makes me feel incredible because you are so unhappy with your life. And like, that sucks for you. But the fact that you're still thinking of me in this way, Oh my god. Makes gosh. me feel great. So yeah, they remember what they did because they're still doing it to oh this day. Oh my gosh. I like literally my face is in shock. Like my jaw is yeah. dropped that I can't believe that they've held on to this for so long. It's oh, yeah. just very wild. And they saw the TikTok because the post <laughs> went down the next day. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Well, this is very funny. I was gonna ask my follow-up question <laughs> is is there anywhere or anything that you lack confidence in? Huh personally, no. professionally. No, no I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. 
That's fine. I'm kidding. No, I definitely have become, I'm, I'm in a transitional phase right now. So like I said, I just went through a breakup, which was really, really hard. One of the most difficult things outside of moving to LA, I think that was like the second hardest thing that I've dealt with in my twenties. And I'm going to be 30 this year. Boop. Very excited about it. But also at the same time, it's like, okay, now I'm transitioning again out of something where I thought that I was going to be with this person for the rest of my life. And now I'm having to date, which is like not something that I even know how to do, especially not in today's world and especially not in LA. So with that came a lot of like self-doubt and like wonder about like, where's my future going? What is my future going to be? And like insecurity about that. Like, who am I going to find and, and how are they going to accept me? And like, there's a lot of fear behind that. And it, it did make me very, very insecure for like the first month or so after the breakup. Now, a few months out, I'm like, ask me on a date. I am ready to talk <laughs> about topics like, you know, very, very excited. So I've kind of transitioned out of that. But outside of that, I mean, everybody has their insecurities. I'm very, very hard on myself when it comes to my work, but I feel really lucky that I've been able to build a brand that's basically just me being myself and like that's good enough. So that's that's very, very exciting. So I think it eliminates some of that self-doubt. But even when I'm starting new things, like when I started my podcast, I think I told you, I don't know if I told you how nervous I was, but I was so nervous. I was like shaking. Like I was like, how, how is this even going to be? It felt so foreign to me. No, I feel like it's so cool. Like for me, I would have never, ever guessed that. Like you didn't tell me that you felt like that. You just told me you were starting. I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. You told me the name. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited for this. And it just felt like such a natural next step for you because what I was going to ask is how do you turn that confidence and authenticity into a career? Because you've been able to now have a social media platform from it, a podcast and being a host. I just realized that trying to do anything else was not serving me. Like I just could not get into it. And it would stress me out so much. Like even when I, you know, started content creating and, you know, people are asking you, it, it kind of like, I feel like being an influencer is kind of like a snowball effect. Like somebody asks you where you got your jeans and next thing you know, you got to like to know a page in an Amazon shopping mm -hmm. site. Like it, it's very like that sometimes. And that's how it was for me. And I got to the point where like, you know, a few years ago on Instagram, it was like you had to post three times a day or like you weren't relevant. And trying to do those things was exhausting me. And I was like, I'm not this girl. Like, I don't know how to do this. And like, I admire you so much in your work because you be tagging those links. You got everything. <laughs> I'm like, how does she do it? It, it, it? I just had to come to the realization that it's never going to be me. Like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. And I can't keep up with that. And it's exhausting for me emotionally. So like, let me let the people who that is their thing, let me let them do their thing and let me do my thing. And it took a while, but I figured it out because I was like, it's not making me happy. Like I need to do something that's making me happy. And I just realized that, you know, even especially on Catfish, like it, it was the first kind of avenue of my career that I went into where nobody was telling me what I needed to be like in order to, to have the job. It was like, whatever I said, whatever I did, I found myself in the very, very beginning when I was just guest hosting on there, going to the producer and being like, was that okay that I said that? And they were like, everything that you say is greenlit. Like say anything, say Amazing. everything that you feel. They were like, we trust where you're going with this. And even now I watch every single episode before we air it. And like, as it's being cut and approved, and I have a really great relationship with our producers and with our team that cut the show. And like, if I have an opinion about something, they want to hear it and we talk about it and, you know, they'll make edits 
based off of things that I might say about the episode or like different topics that we might discuss, whether it's like race or LGBTQIA plus issues or just like different things that I try to stay as educated on as possible. And it's great to know that like my opinion is valued in that way and in in a show that's been on for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I want to ask now that you said that you're single, how being on Catfish affects your dating life. Like, do you, are you going into things now? Like, okay, I've seen too much. Girl, everybody's a liar. Everyone <laughs> is a liar. Everyone is a scammer. Well, I'm because I'm a Scorpio, I naturally am like, hmm, this person could be lying to me. But yeah, it definitely doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't help. And then also like, I don't know, dating scares me. I want somebody to ask me on a date, somebody with money. Uh, let me be specific. I have to be intentional. I want somebody with a lot of money to ask me on a date because I'm tired of this lifestyle. I need somebody <laughs> to give me a bag and put it out there into the universe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But like, even the thought of like, I could meet somebody who's seen me on the show or like, seen my Instagram. It's just very, it's very weird. I don't know. It's so, it's so interesting now. I feel like, you know, it's a whole new area of the podcast to explore and Mm -hmm. so much for you to talk about because now you can see what it's like being on the other side. Cause I don't know if you were on apps like before your last relationship. No, they didn't exist. Yeah. And I feel like now, now you, if you have to like end up being on there, like doing them, but I will say I have quite a few friends that have had so much success. Like I think have five that I can think of immediately that are either engaged, married, or living together with their partners. They all have like amazing, beautiful lives. They're so happy. And some of them maybe would have met or they knew mutual people, but it was just the place that they ended up meeting. So they've all had really, really great experiences. And I'm just like so happy for them that this was the way they got to meet somebody. Yeah. I'm so down for the apps. Like I recommend them to everyone. I'm like, use them. Like why not? I don't know if I'll end up on there just because people might think I'm catfishing. They might not. Oh my gosh, imagine there. that. Imagine like, are you, is this really you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you're on know. an episode. Imagine yeah, that, right. that one day you guys do an episode where somebody's using your pictures. That's happened. Somebody no. match. Yeah. Somebody matched with one of my ex-boyfriend's best friends. And luckily he obviously knew that it wasn't my name, but it was my picture. And he sent it to me and he was like, I just matched with you on Tinder. I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, wow. you didn't. Okay. So the show is so interesting to me because I love the human angle. Of course, some people make you upset, but then Mm -hmm. for some people, I feel like, oh, I just feel so bad for them. Like your heart breaks for them. Like how much these people like fall in love. So what have you learned from the show about like either empathy or kindness? I think the number one thing that I've learned is that everyone wants to be loved. And I think that that's a universal experience. You know, there are some people who are like, I don't really care about being loved in a romantic sense, but you know, I need family that loves me or friends that love me, but everybody wants to experience the feeling of loving someone and being loved by someone. And when you put that into the context of like what the show is all about. Yes, it, it's, you know, for entertainment purposes, but like we talk a lot about a lot of real stuff on the show and there's a lot to some of the stories that maybe we can't, we can't air for like legal reasons or, you know, whatever it might be as far as like their background. But we learn a lot about these people and they're real people at the end of the day. So you just have to think about it, like, especially with the pandemic too, we've all faced what it's like to be locked inside or like not being able to go out and see our friends, not being able to go places. But a lot of these people live in towns where there's only one bar and everybody goes to the same bar and you see the same people that you've seen since kindergarten. And it's like, uh, do I really want to date my same boyfriend from the third grade? Like maybe not. And you want to try something different. So you go online and like more people are dating online than ever. So like, 
I think we all kind of get it. We all get what, what that's like in a certain, in a certain sense. So just, you know, finding compassion in that. I, I really love that we're back on the road again for the episodes because, you know, virtual is great, but when you're on the road and you're in the same towns where people grew up, you kind of get a better sense of like what their life is like from day to day and like how you end up in a relationship with somebody who claims that they're, you know, Haley Bieber. Like <laughs> it makes, it makes, it starts to make more sense why you think that that's something that could be attainable for you or, or you might end up in a long-term relationship with somebody that has been avoiding you or hasn't met up with you in three years because it's the best thing that you've got going right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you kind of put it in that kind of perspective, it makes a lot more sense. Amazing. Well, I think that was a great place to end. Everybody just wants to be loved. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And where can everybody find you and listen to your podcast? Of course. Thank you for having me. You can follow me on Instagram or TikTok, all platforms, Twitter, everything at Cami Crawford. And then Catfish airs every Wednesday at 8, 7 Central on MTV. Amazing. Thanks so much. (laughs) Of course. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. 